Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another Stochastic NHL Strategy Show sponsored by BetMGM. I am your host, Josh Harris. Joining me, as always, for the six-game Monday slate with a ton of news is my partner in crime, Slim Cliffy. How was your weekend, Slimmy? Uh, not too bad. A uh, little bit uh, slow. I didn't cash uh, on Saturday night. Um, kind of a... I shouldn't say it was kind of a weird slate. I just didn't do, I just didn't, you know, produce a very good lineup. Um, went with Columbus one that night. Didn't really uh, do anything. They got shelled by the Penguins. Um, Pittsburgh here uh, on the slate tonight. We'll talk about them uh, a little bit later. Um, not a, not a bad weekend. Uh, just kind of relaxing, I guess, a little bit. Watched, uh, I watched League of Legends uh, computer game. Um there are world world championship tournaments this going on quarterfinals this weekend. Lots of good games. Um, sounds really nerdy, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, how was your weekend? I will say with League of Legends, when I couldn't sleep at like four in the morning, I'd turn it on. Like the the Asian League of Legends, the the um, the casters are way better than any announcers for any American sports. It is a fun watch because the casters uh, make it great. I also played Columbus one on Saturday, but I think I cashed think because i use buffalo one as well and rasmus Stalin is so hot right now um hansel but yeah no i think i cashed yesterday i got absolutely curb stomped someday nhl is always a circus no different <laughs> last night today is another weird slate we have six games it's a nice um <laughs> geez it's a nice uh slate size lots of news though lots of backups again so at least we have some time to get through it. And I see we have a $6.69 super chat from our good pal, Saul Goodman. It says, what is Cliffy's go-to fast food order, assuming there is a fast food in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, it, it kind of depends what I'm in the mood for. The closest fast food to me is McDonald's. So uh, I'm a pretty big fan of getting a chicken nugget meal with a junior chicken on the side. Uh Saturday, I went to go see Black Adam, actually. Not a bad movie, but, you know, not great. It is what it is. Stopped at Wendy's on the way home. Wendy, My Wendy's order is two, two spicy chickens. I love, like, their spicy chicken sandwich blows any any other chicken sandwich out of the water that I've had. So uh, I do have limited options here uh, compared to a lot of spots, maybe in Toronto, Montreal, or certainly the States. But uh, can't go wrong with a double spicy chicken is what I say. Goddamn right. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing after that. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can keep up with all of our shows, uh, DFS offers, giveaways, and promo reads. Once you hit subscribe, hit the notification button to get alerts when our show goes live. Also, yeah, we've been forgetting to mention this, or I've been forgetting to mention this. All of our uh, content is available in podcast forms, except for live before locks. Uh, it's they're on most platforms. Go check it out. Help us out by giving us a five star review. Uh, it will mean a lot. Let's uh, jump into this slate. Uh, six games, kind of a mess. We'll work our way through it. Uh, first game of the night, we have the Dallas Stars with a three point one total heading into Ottawa. The Senators have a three total. News in this game: Scotch Wedgewood is in net. Dallas is on the front end of a back to back. Um, for the Senators, Josh Norris going to be out for a few weeks. Dark Broussard moving up uh, to center to bring Cat and Giroux. They didn't touch the Mott Pinto Joseph line, which makes me think that they will continue to go out against Top Comp. 
Uh, it appears either Giroux or Alex DeBrincat will take Norris's spot on the top power play. I didn't see anything definitive. Uh, we will – I don't know if you did, but you can mention that if you did. Not much ownership in this game, which is surprising to me. I mean, there are a bunch of high totals. This is a six over under, but if I'm a betting man, which I am, and if you don't follow me on my Twitter, I have the big dog – Plus money prop of the night. We have three and one in our last four, up 3.2 units on the season, so go check it out. But if I'm a betting man, I would bet on the over in this game, especially with Scott Wedgwood confirmed. I like both sides of this game, especially because the Stutzla line will mostly avoid the Hintz-Pavelski-Robertson line, which is an elite line. You like them both sides in this game? Yeah, I do. I, I You know, we do have to reiterate, you know, the ice time issues um, that have come up with Dallas. We talked about it on Saturday with Dallas – uh, in Montreal, and it didn't seem to really matter as Joe Pavelski uh, scored a hat trick. But again, you know, Montreal's penalty kill uh, amongst the worst in the league. Um, they're really getting bailed out by their goaltending, just kind of let them down in that game. Um, but the top line played under 14 minutes, right? Like the entire, all three guys on Dallas's top line played under 14 minutes in that game. Now, they haven't been that low typically this year. Usually it's around 16, 17 minutes, but um, you know, if you know, if the second and third lines get a couple goals early in the game, is it something else we could see here tonight with that Dallas top line not playing much, uh, not getting much ice time? That's always the concern. The concern isn't how good they are. You know, the concern um, is just their ice time. 4.1 uh, expected goals generated in their minutes so far this year. Like, the top line is really absolutely rolling. Um I don't mind playing them here tonight. Michael uh, Koberg in net for the Sense tonight as well. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. One is that it's not going to be Anton Forsberg starting uh, in all likelihood, which is, you know, I think it's a pretty big step down um, going down to Helberg. Like there's a reason that they brought in uh, Cam Talbot as to kind of make a, you know, like a one-two combination almost. Um, the other part is, um, yeah, like, um, Dallas does spread out the ice time, and that is, uh, a, a, you know, a pretty big concern. But it's not as if uh, the Ottawa penalty kill is very good. Like, basically the middle of the league by time shorthanded, basically the middle of the league by expected goals against, and then you're putting in uh, a lower-tier goalie. Um, you know, Dallas's top line is very expensive on DraftKings, and that's kind of why we're not expecting a lot of ownership here tonight is that line's over 19K. Uh, on DraftKings, and they might skate 15 minutes here tonight. Um, that's really the whole problem with Dallas. Dallas's top line. Um, they are perfectly fine to use, I think, in this matchup, um, especially where, where Ottawa is not going to be sending that Chuck Stutzla line out against them. It's just, you know, ice time is always a concern, uh, especially if Dallas can get out to a lead uh, in this game. Dallas, too, is adding Jacob Peterson uh, to the line with Mason Marshman and Tyler Sagan. Now, Dennis Gurianoff was there on the weekend, but he's a healthy scratch. Like, um, Dallas beat writers are talking like Gurianoff's probably, like, nearing the end of the road with 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 the Stars here. Like, it seems somewhat likely he's going to get traded. Uh, Jacob Peterson actually spent a fair bit of time uh, in the middle six for Dallas last year. He's not bad offensively, like uh, a reasonable play driver, uh, likes to shoot the puck, uh, can create some scoring chances. He's not a bad offensive player. Uh, like, I think at this point, he, he might be better than Gurianov even. Um, I think Gurianov long-term has more upside. I'm just talking the way that they're playing right now. Um, and Dallas, too, uh, is probably going to get um, – could get some of that Ottawa uh, – uh, Stutzel line could get some of that Derek Broussard line. I, again, I don't mind Dallas too, but they're they're fairly expensive. Like Sagan is fine at forty eight hundred, Mason Marchman all the way up to fifty six hundred. Like that's a problem. Um, I don't mind them as a filler because we're not expecting much ownership on Dallas here tonight. Um, less uh, more on FanDuel than DraftKings, but not a ton. So I think they're fine as a filler, even with Peterson there. Uh, but certainly it is Dallas, Dallas's top line that I like most on their side. On the Ottawa side, like Derek Broussard playing with Giroud and DeBrincat. Like Josh Norris was playing 18 minutes a game 
in the early parts of the season. Derek Broussard hasn't played over 15 minutes a game in like six years. Like the guy's 35 years old. There's a reason why he was, you know, a late camp signee. Um, he's just there for depth. Like, I think we're both kind of surprised they didn't move Shane Pinto up um, to play in that line and then maybe move Broussard in his spot on the third line or something like that. Uh, but it is a pretty big decline um, for Ottawa's second line. Like at this point, Broussard just really doesn't bring a lot um offensively um he he's a decent playmaker which i think could help um you know to bring cat in that sense but Giroux's going to be the one with the puck he's the one going to be making the plays like i just wonder how involved Derek Broussard will actually be now he's mint price so you know really brings down the average cost of that line and you know ottawa's gonna they, they send out that line against a lot of third and fourth lines from the dallas stars so i don't really you know, hate the idea of going uh, to that Ottawa line. I think you're going to see a lot of ownership gravitate towards the Stutzler, Kachuk, Batherson line for that reason, is that people aren't going to want to play, you know, 2,500 Derek Broussard, especially where we don't know which guy is going to end up on the top power play, whether it's the Brinkat, whether it's Giroux. My feeling is that it's going to be Giroux. Um, but the problem is, is that uh, they're trying to replace – uh, Josh Norris, right? And Norris is, he's a, he's a shooter. Like he's not necessarily a playmaker or anything like that. He's a shooter. He's also a left-hand shot and Drew and DeBrincat are both righties. So it kind of changes the way you go about that power play, but Drew and Norris typically this, at least this year played somewhat in the same spot on the power play. So I think it'll be Giroux. Um, but if they want to replace a shooter with another shooter, then it would be DeBrincat. Like we just won't know until the game starts. So that's kind of the tough thing with stacking them as well is that, you know, they're going to be split up on the power play. Um, and we don't know which guy's going to the top unit. Like I have no problem going right to Ottawa one. Ottawa one has looked really, really good so far this year. They're expensive on FanDuel over 21 K. That's fine though. Uh, over 17 K on, um, on DraftKings. That's also fine. Ottawa's top line, four point, uh, four goals, uh, expected goals generated per 60 minutes this year, you know, playing, 18 to 19 minutes typically, which is, you know, exactly what you want. Um, going up against Scott Wedgwood is a big improvement for them as opposed to going up against Jake Ottinger. Like Ottinger's just kind of picked up where he left off in the playoffs last year. He's looked really, really good to start this year. Wedgwood not really like he's a good backup goalie, but there's a reason why he hasn't been able to stick around as a starter anywhere uh, in the NHL. So, I think uh, like my favorite line in this game is Stutzla, Batherson, and Kachuk. Um, they're not going to get a whole lot of that Dallas top line. And once you get into the second and third lines, the matchups get easier. They're not great matchups, but the matchups certainly uh, do get easier. And at least in the early portion of the season, Dallas has uh, the most time shorthanded uh, of any team in the NHL. They're giving up over five power plays per game to the opposition. And that Ottawa line is all perfectly correlated on the power play. So I do like that Ottawa top line the most in this game. Um, I think they, I think that because Brassard uh, is in for Norris, you're going to see, and you know, it's not Shane Pinto on that Giroud to bring line. I think you're going to see the Ottawa ownership climb a bit from where we have them. Uh, we have them at 4.4% uh, on DraftKings. One of the better leverage spots uh, on the slate. I'll bring it up on our top stacks tool, uh, Dallas, like these two lines, the top two lines are expected to have the best leverage uh, on the slate here uh, tonight. Like I said, I just wonder how that changes once we get another run with Derek Broussard in. But I really do like that Ottawa line because Wedgwood is in net. They're going to avoid the top line and they should get a fair amount of power plays in this one. So for me, um, Ottawa won, not really so much in on Giroud to bring Cat. Like if you want to one-off them or something like that, I think that's fine, but I'm not stacking a line with Derek Broussard on the Dallas side. I do like the top line a lot uh, in this game as well, especially getting the backup goalie and third line matchup. So both top lines for me, uh, very much in play here. If I had to pick one, I'll take the home team with Ottawa. Yeah. I like the Ottawa top line as well. I was surprised Shane Pinto didn't move up to that second line and it's actually Broussard there. Like if Pinto wasn't moving up, I thought maybe even Claude Giroux would slide into the center spot and they would just, you know, put up like a, a winger that's, not useless like Broussard. Like, I don't know. Don't really love that second line. I think you can one off a couple guys or two man. Um, to bring Cat Giroux, I think that's fine. On the uh, 
Dallas side, the top line I, I really like, but there's a couple things that worry me, like the, their ice time, right? And they also play tomorrow in Boston. So if they have a lead, they're definitely going to get their ice time limited here. One thing I will say, Ottawa penalty kill, not great. So if you want to play Dallas one, I'm not going to, I won't tell you. No, I just have some minutes concerns there. So I don't mind using Jamie Ben as a one-off tonight. He's 3,400. Does he some top power play time? If you're, if you're worried about the minutes and you want some power play exposure, that's probably where I'd go to get it. Uh, he's looked pretty good on the power play there. He's 3,400, probably play around the same minutes as Pavelski, Henson, Robertson. So I think, you know, I like both top lines in this game, but I agree with you. I tend to go to the home side here. On the blue lines, uh, Chabot, 6.3K on DraftKings. He did have a shot bonus in his last game. Still has not hit the score sheet um, recently. Artem Zub, I think, is a fine punt at 3K. Same with Sanderson at 2,700. I think I would... Depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for some offense, Sanderson. If you're looking for some shot block, Zub. On the Dallas side, Miro Haskin in 5,800 is okay. Um, if not, you know, Ryan Suter, 2,700 is perfectly fine. Yeah, Shabbat's interesting, right? Because uh, with Wedgwood and Net and with the rate at which Dallas is taking penalties, like I think this is a good game to use Shabbat. It's a short-ish slate. We only have six games, um, but he's still not even top 10. I think he's like 15th uh, in ownership. We're expecting like around five, six percent for Shabbat here tonight, um, which is in line with you know pretty much what we've seen from the from the ownership for the for the Ottawa forwards. So I do like using Shabbat here. I, I think you can use him as a one-off if you don't want a full stack um, against the Dallas team that's actually looked pretty good to start this season. So I do like Shabbat here. Like Haskinen, we like thankfully we got a price drop from him. Um, I think he's still very much playable as a one-off now that he's under 6K uh, on DraftKings. Um, it's just that he doesn't pro- provide peripherals, right? We'll say that over and over. He's a guy that needs to get on the score sheet to, to rack up, uh, you know, your fantasy points. So that's just kind of the worry with Haskin. And I think he's also a guy I would use as a one-off. I don't think I would necessarily stack him with a Dallas one or something like that. Um, Whereas I think with Shabbat, I think you can get away with using him with like, you know, Kachuk and, and Batherson and those guys. So um, I don't mind Haskinen. I do like Shabbat because uh, of the penalty situation for Dallas. Uh, Jake Sanderson, uh, we'll say it over and over again. I think he's perfectly fine. Um, you know, 2,700 over on DraftKings. Uh, he's playing enough minutes, not any, you know, 18 to 22 minutes typically. Um, I think he's perfectly fine if you need a punt. An interest in Magnus Helberg at seventy two hundred. Yeah, no goalies here. <laughs> Sorry, like the, I, I thought I'd ask. I mean, uh, I, I appreciate you have to ask the question. Yeah. You're uh, you're a very experienced journalist, so um, I appreciate that. But no, I'm no Ron Burgundy. But let's move on to the next game. We have the Washington Capitals with the three point one total heading into New Jersey, beautiful state, by the way. The Devils have a three point four total. It's going to be Charlie Lindgren most likely against Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, Devils going 11-7 again, I believe, which is a mess. Um, The Capitals, they're just, you know, pulling names out of a hat. As of now, they're going Ovechkin, Shrom, Shiri, Mojo, Kuznetsov, Oshie. um, Third line of Protoss, Eller, Mantha. Like, I just never know what to do with the Capitals. This is another slate where I never know what to do with the Capitals. Ownership-wise, says Ovechkin seems like a pretty good one-off here. On the Devils' side, I think they're, you know, the top line, if I was going to stack anything, it would be the top line. But I don't mind two-manning like a Heischer Brat or Hughes Mercer. Like, Jack Hughes is going to score eventually. He's shooting the puck a lot. It's just not going in that. What do you like in here? Yeah, uh, I, it's Hishier and Brat that I, I'm going to start with. Um, Hishier and Andre Palat, actually. Um, Palat uh, signed in the offseason, so they haven't played a lot together. About 45 minutes together this year, though. Uh, Palat and Hishier have been very good together. 3.1 expected goals generated, 5.3 actual goals, playing 18 and 19 uh, minutes a night, at least Hishier and Brat are. And when you're going with 11 forwards, your top forwards are going to play a lot more. So I think we're going to get, uh, 
you know, fairly high ice time totals from the New Jer- the entire New Jersey top six, or most of the guys anyway. I don't think Sharon Govich really gets there. Maybe not Mercer either. But, um, yeah, that New Jersey top line has been really, really good. Um, if you want to go back um, to last year with just his year and Brat, like 3.3 expected goals generated, 3.9 actual goals, and over 400 minutes together. Like, they're just a really, really good duo together. Um, they're going to be going out against that Strom, Ovechkin, Shiri top line for Washington. Um, again, not a big sample because Strom just signed in the offseason, but he's typically not, like, at best average defensively, um, probably below average. Um, Ovechkin, not a good defensive player. Shiri is fine, but, you know, can he, you know, stop an opposing top line as imposing as Hishier and Brad? I'm not sure, um, you know, uh, Strom and Ovechkin have not really played that well together, which is, you know, why you saw, um, I think he's had at least three different centers so far this year. Like we're only in the second week of the season. So, um, Washington's really starting to hit the panic buttons. Um, I found, um, something interesting about Ovechkin. Let me talk about that Washington top line. Now with Strom there, you're going to get Strom and Ovechkin on the top power play unit. Uh, which wasn't the case before with Kuznetsov there because they have Kuznetsov on the second power play unit still. So it's Ovechkin plus the entire second line on the top power play. I was looking at Ovechkin. His shot rate is basically fine compared to his career, but he's only landing 44% of his shot attempts on net. Um, that's, that's something I actually looked at last week um, for season-long fantasy hockey. And most... NHL forwards, like three quarters of NHL forwards will land between 55 and 65% of their shots on net. Last year, no one was below 47%. Uh, nobody was above 77%, I think. Um, so obviously at 44% of shot attempts actually on goal, um, he's not like, you might look at his per game shot rates and see that they have dipped down. I think they're at like 3.8 per game so far this year or something like that. Um, but if you adjust it for, you know, landing 55 or 60% of his shot attempts on net, he would be over four shots per game. So I think it's just a matter of time um, before those numbers even out. You know, he's, they've only played a handful of games so far to start the year. You know, it's just a small sample. Those things happen. Um, but I agree with you. I think looking at our ownership uh, and looking at our top stacks, uh, Washington won uh, definitely in play here tonight, especially where Strom. Uh, is on that top power play uh, again uh, with the Caps. Like the Washington top power play unit has actually looked decent at times this year. Um, You know, the Washington uh, top PPs like approaching 10 expected goals generated per 60 minutes. They're just not uh, actually scoring a lot. Again, small sample things will probably turn around if they keep playing as well as they have. So if you want to do like uh, Ovechkin Strom plus John Carlson or Ovechkin Strom plus Oshi or something like that, I think that's perfectly acceptable in this matchup because it's not really the five on five matchup we're after. It is a tough matchup going up against Nico Hishier, but it is, um, but you do want that power play matchup uh, or you do want to get a piece of that power play, I think, for Washington here tonight, especially if you're playing. A lot of lineups. The Washington goaltend or the New Jersey goaltending just continues to look real shaky. So don't mind like a Washington power play type stack in this. I don't, I think the Hughes, Sharon Govich, Mercer line is fine to play. Um, the problem is Sharon Govich and Mercer don't play near as many minutes as Hughes will. Um, going up against that Oshi Johansson do, uh, winger duo on the other side looks like a somewhat difficult matchup. Um, you only get Hughes on the top power play unit as well. So uh, I don't have any problems playing the New Jersey second line, but they're coming in with a ton of ownership. We'll bring up uh, the negative leverage uh, on our top stacks tool here. Uh, Winnipeg one, we'll talk about them in a second at number one, and it's New Jersey two uh, right in behind them. So where you have, where you have absolutely no power play correlation on that second line, uh, where you have uneven minutes, even, you know, when they play 11-7 and where you have a lot of negative leverage, I think you're fine to leave New Jersey 2 alone here tonight. So it's New Jersey 1, um, Washington power play for me in this game out of the top six. Uh, if I had to pick just one line, it would be the New Jersey top line, but I do like the Washington power play type stack here. 
Yeah, and with the Devils going 11-7, that's why you're not going to see Sharon Govich and Mercer get big minutes there. But one thing you can do if you really like Hughes tonight is go double center, go Heischer, Hughes, Barat. Uh, Washington penalty kill has been pretty bad on some of their metrics. Uh, it is Charlie Lindgren and Net. Couldn't stick in Ottawa when they had all the – or not Ottawa, Montreal when they had all their injuries, so – He's a, probably a downgrade. I'll just leave it at that. I kind of agree on Washington. It's always just kind of like a power play stacker bust. I think one-offing Ovechkin here is fine. You want to add him in with Strom, who's cheap. That is also fine. So let's move to the blue line. Dougie Hamilton, if you want a power play stack or do anything with the top line, is fine. Um, David Severson, pretty good at 3,400. On the cap side, it's, it's either going to be Orlov or Carlson for me. But Carlson is really expensive. Uh, so I would, I don't know if I'd one off him. Like if I had the space, I would, but I'm not going to go out of my way to force John Carlson in the lineup. I think Orlov is perfectly fine at 3,600. Yeah. Um, with New Jersey going with seven defensemen, when they did that last game, the only, I think the only defensemen to play over 20 minutes were Dougie Hamilton and John Marino. Like everybody else is like 16, 17, 18 minutes. And then Kevin Ball played like eight or nine or whatever. So, you're not going to get a lot of minutes out of most of the New Jersey defensemen here. I like, I, I think um, Dougie Hamilton's perfectly fine um, as a one-off. I was actually looking at Hamilton's shot rate so far this year. Dougie Hamilton is top 10 in the NHL amongst forwards and defensemen in shot attempts uh, per 60 minutes so far this season. He is shooting the puck a ton. Um, as you mentioned, Washington, probably a little bit of a downgrade in net and an uh, abysmal penalty kill like if you don't want to stack new jersey here i think at the very least dougie hamilton requires some strong consideration uh dimitri orloff yeah 3600 top pair he'll play 21 22 minutes um, i think that's perfectly fine as well marino's an interesting case he's stone men on DraftKings, and he typically has a lot of the good numbers that we look for like zone entries uh zone exits with control um, setting up teammates for shots. Like he, he excels in a lot of areas where um, typically you see defensemen have offensive success, but the guy just cannot get on the score sheet. And it was the same way uh, for his last couple of years in Pittsburgh. And it, it like, I think it's just confounding. I, I honestly have no idea what's going on, why John Marino doesn't get more points, but if he's going to play 21, 22 minutes at stone men. Um, I think he's acceptable uh, on DraftKings, but um, there's something weird going on there. He should be picking up more points than he is. And I, I, I'd love to read a deep dive on why it's not. Yeah. I think you can gamble on him in price for sure. Any interest in the Lord Blackwood or uncle Chuck? No, no, <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, I, I think Lindgren 7,200 is playable. Uh, on DraftKings, at least, um, New Jersey's having a lot of time, a lot of difficulty uh, scoring so far this year. But they are generating a lot of shots. Like if we can get another game of them not filling the net while generating a lot of shots, uh, lingering could be really good here. Um, not somebody I'd use in a cash game or anything like that. But I, I think he has to be considered at least amongst the super cheap options here. For <laughs> Bacon is excited about it. Yeah, the dogs love Charlie Lindgren, apparently. Oh, boy. <sighs> Putting him up for adoption. Uh, bet 10 to win $200 if any team scores a goal tonight. This is your last, last time I'm going to tell you it expires today until later in the show when I'll remind you for the the really the last time. It's free money from sportsbooks. Um, it ends tonight. There's 12 teams playing. There's going to be goals. It's free money. It has to be first time bet MGM users it is money line only. Sign up, deposit, bet ten dollars, get two hundred. This is a no brainer. Uh, I wish DFS sites would do that as well because everyone would do that. But I will give you one last reminder later in the show. So let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the St. Louis Blues heading into Winnipeg. The Jets. They both have three point zero totals. Tomas Grice in net for the Blues. Connor Hellybuck. For the Jets, Mason Appleton still on the top line here. Second line still intact of Perfidi, Pierre Locke, Dubois, Blake Wheeler on the blue side. Shen moving up to the top line with O'Reilly and Kairou. Looks like... Um... Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? 
you can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Um, oh, Pavel Buchnevich. I forgot about him already. Sorry. He is out again tonight. Second line is going to be Barbashev, Thomas Tarasenko, fully correlated, double center. Could be an interesting play there. That's probably my favorite line on the Blues. I see more ownership on the Shen O'Reilly Kairou line. I'll let you talk about them. On the on the Jets side, they're getting heavy, heavy ownership. Uh, I didn't really do a deep dive on the flow chart. I have it here. Um, let's see what it says. The numbers say send it to Cliffy, see what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk let's talk about this because there are a lot of notable injuries, right? You also you already mentioned um Pavel Buchnevich missing the game tonight. Um, Brandon Saad also going to be out. That's why you have Barbashev up on the second line. That's really thinned out the St. Louis depth. And the St. Louis depth uh, wasn't really good to begin with. Um, I think five out of their six bottom six fours this year are under 40% expected goal here. Now it's still early in the season, but um, that was kind of a problem for them last year is that whenever Braden Shen was moved off the third line, there really wasn't anybody to play those third line minutes. And the way Winnipeg does their matchups, they send out the Winnipeg, their top line, Shifley, Connor, and now Mason Appleton is there uh, still in place of Nikolai Ehlers. They send them out versus the third line quite a bit. That's a really, really, really good matchup for that Winnipeg top line. Uh, but like you said, uh, like I showed earlier, coming in with a lot of negative leverage, um, over on FanDuel, we have them coming in over 25% owned, which is really, really high uh, for a six-game slate where you have teams like New Jersey, where you have teams like uh, Edmonton and Pittsburgh and Toronto and Carolina. Like 25% is exceedingly high. Um, I don't have a particular problem in a nutshell playing that Winnipeg top line. Um, you know, power play one. Um, going to get some good uh, depth matchups. They're at a, obviously a very reasonable price, um, 18K on FanDuel, under 15K uh, on DraftKings because of min price Mason Appleton. It's just the ownership is just really bothering me. Like if we if that top line is like 20 to 25% tonight, I think um, it's perfectly acceptable to fade them in a single entry, a uh, single entry or three max or something like that. Like, Without Ehlers on the top line, Winnipeg One's generating 1.4 expected goals per 60 minutes this year. Like that's that's barely good enough for a fourth line. Um, they're really really struggling without Ehlers. Uh, it, that's been the case basically since last year. Um, they would just you know get there on the power player with the empty net. Um, so I, I guess I don't have a problem playing them, but. With Mason Appleton there and with all the negative leverage, I think it makes it a spot where I'm going to fade. And it's like if Kyle Connor goes and gets a hat trick, I'll just clap my hands and then just go to bed and wake up tomorrow and go at it again. Like I just think there's just uh, too much ownership here on Winnipeg 1 uh, to bother going towards them. Uh, Winnipeg 2, you know, coming in with a fair bit of ownership uh, on DraftKings uh, and FanDuel as well, less so on FanDuel, but um, they've been at least good offensively so far this year, 2.8 expected goals generated 3.3 um, actual goals uh, per 60 minutes. Like they've been fine um, at five on five. Um, they're also going into that St. Louis second line. And this, I think we mentioned it on the last show because Buchnevich was also out, but he's a big difference maker on that second line for St. Louis uh, with Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, if you look at the numbers with Buchnevich over the last couple of years, 
with him there, 3.2 expected goals for 5.6 actual goals for per 60 minutes. When he's not there, 2.7 expected goals for and 3.3 actual. So they're scoring, um, I don't know, 40% less uh, when Buchnevich isn't on that line. And they're generating, um, off the top of my head, about 15% fewer expected goals. Like he's been a big difference maker. Um, and that doesn't even get to the defensive impact. So I don't mind Winnipeg too. Kind of like kind of like a, a, a fillery type stack here tonight. Um, you know, you're getting Thomas Grice back up in net. I don't think that St. Louis two line is going to be very good defensively. So um, I don't mind Winnipeg two as a filler stack here tonight. Um, they are somewhat expensive on FanDuel at sixteen point six, but I think that's fine. Much cheaper on DK eleven thousand two hundred. Like they have negative leverage, um, but I think they're a reasonable pivot off a much higher owned uh, New Jersey, you know, Jack Hughes line or, um, you know, maybe a, a somewhat higher owned Carolina second line. We'll talk to them in a second. So don't mind Winnipeg too, um, as a Fillery type stack here tonight on the St. Louis side. Um, it's probably O'Reilly, Cairo and Shen that I like the most here in this game. Cairo and O'Reilly um, have typically been able to put up uh, some reasonable um, offensive numbers when they're put together. And that Winnipeg third line has just been getting filled in uh, pretty much all season long. Um, I know poor choice of words there, but they really have. Uh, and we're not, uh, we're not really expecting a ton of ownership on uh, St. Louis one over on FanDuel, they can probably be avoided where there's we're uh showing them with a ton of ownership. Um, but I don't mind, uh, like even just O'Reilly Cairo, uh, as a two man here tonight, you, you can or cannot play Shen, but um, O'Reilly Cairo, I think for me from the St. Louis side on the Winnipeg side, probably their second line just for ownership purposes. But I'm gonna tell you this that that this game really just looks like a mess from top to bottom. Yeah, like if this was a bigger slate, there's no way I'd be interested in playing Dusty Blake Wheeler. But he's 4,100 on the top power play. They get there so much on the power play. It is Thomas Bryson. Now, if I was going to use any Winnipeg line, it's going to be that second line. I'm going to include Cole Perfidi. I like his game. Um, you can leave him off if you want. You want a power play stack. I think that's fine. I just... This ownership is just bonkers. It's kind of like Nashville on Saturday. Like, why would I play 20% Nashville? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any interest in pointing 20% line with Mason Appleton on it. Like, I, I just don't want to do it. Like you said, if Kyle Connor burns us, he burns us. If anything, I'm going to that second line. On the blue side, like, I just don't have too much interest there. If anything, like, I'll just take bits and pieces from the power play unit that I like and just go with it. Like I, I Winnipeg struggles on the penalty kill. I just don't really like the power play correlation on that top line. Shen Riley, Kairou getting fairly significant ownership for a road line. They are cheap. And I think that's fine. Like if you want to play them, I think, you know, going O'Reilly, Kairou, Falk is perfectly acceptable in 20 max 150 i just don't know if i'm gonna get to anything concretely in this game in one to three so let's move to the blue lines um i think you know krug or falk is fine depending on which line you're using if you want to want to one off somebody it, it would be justin falk on the winnipeg side i guess morrissey if you're doing anything with the power play um neil pionk i guess is fine as well i just you know, Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, very cheap punts. Yeah, I think probably Neil Pionk is the guy. Um, he's looked like fairly good so far this year. Um, you know, not running the top power play, but St. Louis actually isn't taking very many penalties so far to start this year. So I'm not sure. And it's not like Morrissey really does a whole lot on the top power play unit anyway. So it's not like it really matters that Pionk isn't there. So uh, where he's coming in with a reasonable price and pretty good projection and value. Uh, at least by our projections over at Stochastic. Uh, don't mind Pionk tonight uh, on either side. Yeah, sorry. If I look like I'm hunched over, it's because my neck is killing me. I can't sit up straight. Any interest in these goalies tonight? I have some interest in Hellebuck, I think. Uh, yeah, Hellebuck's always in play for me. Um, pro like, I, I don't I don't think I'll get there personally to him, but, like, yeah, no issue playing him. 
move on to the next game of the night, and this is a banger. We got uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the 3.3 total, heading into Edmonton. The Oilers have a 3.5 total. Tristan Yari confirmed. Jack Campbell probable. Kyler Yamamoto up in the top line, McDavid and Kane. Second line of Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, Hyman. Um, Puliari down on the third line. Uh, Penguins running it back with the same lines they had with Jake Gensel out. I believe he is still out again tonight. Yeah. McDavid probably going to get a fair bit of that Crosby line. You talked about on the last slate Crosby line without Jake Gensel, not too good. If I'm going to play 20% line, which McDavid will more so certainly be over 20%. I'm going to, I'd much rather play Edmonton one here than Winnipeg one. Do you have to put Kyler Yamamoto on there? You don't like, I think, I think that second line, like you could just play the second line, add in McDavid and go about your day. I think, you know, broken record for me, Oilers power play. But what are you thinking in this game? Yeah, um, we mentioned it on the last show. um, But sometimes when teams are playing the Oilers, you'll see their top centers, top center, at least certainly their top centers play a lot more minutes than they would otherwise would. And it's because McDavid and Drysaddle are pretty much always on the ice. Like it's usually one or the other, or if not both. Um, now I was looking at Pittsburgh's, uh, minutes against Edmonton over the last few years. Obviously they didn't play each other in the 2021 bubble season, but 1920 plus last season, um, Malkin over 20 minutes a game on average, uh, against Edmonton and Crosby over 22 minutes a game. Uh, and where the Penguins have a little bit of, of, um, I have a little, a few injuries in their depth. I think you might see the Penguins play a lot of minutes here tonight. I'm staying away from the top Pittsburgh line. Um, they're coming in basically bang on their ownership. And without Jake Gensel there, um, you know, we talked about it on the last show, but the goal scoring goes down. I think it's uh, at least a half goal per 60 minute per 60 minutes, if not more. And they generate a lot less, a um, lot fewer expected goals. Sorry. So it'd be the second line I go to because Edmonton's second line not very good defensively. Um, 3.4 expected goals, uh, uh, expected goals against per 60 minutes so far this year. And that's something that persists going back a couple of years. Whenever Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins play together, like they're not a very good defensive line. So, you know, I like Malkin, Mal- that Malkin Russ Zucker line here. Now, like you said, if you want to take off Zucker um, and maybe adding Crosby or something like that, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, and go, you know, going in that direction where I think the top guys from Pittsburgh play a lot of minutes here tonight. Um, so Pittsburgh two for me on the Edmonton side, the Penguins penalty kill hasn't looked very good to start this year. You know, you talked about how bad, uh, the Washington penalty kill was earlier in the show, the Pittsburgh penalty kill neck and neck with them, uh, by expected goals against per 60 minutes, giving up almost four power plays per game. If you give up four power plays and you're a bottom five penalty kill. Uh, against this Edmonton team, you could run into a pretty bad time. So um, I do like uh, the Edmonton top line the most. I like it more than the second line in this game. But if you want to do like an Edmonton power play stack, as you mentioned, I think that's perfectly fine. So if anything for the Oilers side, it would be some sort of power play stack, including uh, at least one of McDavid and Dreisaitl, if not both. Uh, On the Pittsburgh side, it would be the second line and maybe, you know, doing some sort of pseudo power play stack where you're adding Crosby as well. Yeah, Malkin's expensive, and I'm still surprised that 7,100 on the road, he's seeing double-digit ownership, but I think it's warranted. Malkin, Rust, Raquel, or Crosby, Malkin, Rust, definitely in play for me. Edmonton, I'm just a broken record. I, you know, put in your big boys, work around it, do your thing. On the blue line, um, Crystal Tang, 6,000. I think he's fine. Now, you mentioned in our Discord which was kind of worrisome, but they're back to six defensemen. Penguins had seven defensemen last game. Jeff Petrie only played 14 minutes, but if they're back to six in all those games, he played over 20. I think Petrie's fine. Uh, Just make sure they're not running seven defensemen again. On the Oilers' side, it's probably just Darnell Nurse. Like, for whatever reason, Tyson Berry's still on the top power play. Get him out of my life. So just Nurse for me. Yeah, um, Nurse 5,400 on DK, very reasonable. Even when they were running seven defensemen, he would still play 25, 26 minutes a night. It's just everybody else would go below 20. So 
Uh, I think Nurse is one of our top uh, projection, our top projected defensemen on the night, uh, not only by overall uh, point projection, but also by value because he has been down. He is down at 5,400, at least over on DraftKings. So, yeah, I agree with you on Nurse. And interested in Yari at 7,300. It's a good price. Tough matchup, though. Yeah, I mean, it can happen. You know, we just saw the Oilers get shut out on Saturday. So, obviously, um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or shut up by St. Louis, you know, of all teams, St. Louis on this slate as well. Um, so obviously it can happen. I just, Pittsburgh's typically not that bad defensively, which means like if the Oilers get there, um, it's probably not going to be on a ton of shots. That's kind of the thing that worries me is like, I don't think there'd be a lot of shot volume for, uh, Jerry here tonight, 7,300, uh, over on DK. I think I would honestly probably rather play Charlie Lindgren as weird as that sounds. All right. Are you still lonely? Get filled in like Winnipeg 3 with our hardwood. $10 for 10 days of stochastic platinum. NBA is back. It means it's time for our best promo of the year. Get full access to all of our data, tools, for every for every sport. NBA, NHL, NFL, PGA, soccer, esports, everything we got. It also gives you access to the lineup generator. You can build and export up to 20 lineups using our data. That's 80% off our normal platinum pricing and you get access to the lineup generator use promo code hardwood or click the link in the description to sign up. This is the last night to get access to our hardwood. Mine is more than $10, but the stochastic one is only $10. So check that out is the last day to get that promo. So let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 3.4 total heading into Vegas. The golden Knights have a 3.3 total. Um, Line changes for the Knights. Um, Stevenson, Eichel, Stone together. Um, now we have Riley Smith, Carlson, Marcheseau together, which means it's only a matter of time before they're cheap and overowned, but not tonight. On the uh, Leaf side status quo, there. Heavy ownership on the Leafs again. Not surprising. Like eventually they're going to break out. <laughs> And hell that copium. I kind of like, I know they're going into the Matthews line, but Stevenson, Eichel, Stone, fully correlated, not too much ownership here. It's a double center, very cheap. A lot of stuff to like on both sides, I think. Yeah, I just want to mention that matchup. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we use uh, a line matching sheet by uh, a guy on Twitter that um, you can subscribe to for a monthly fee. It's at line matching on Twitter. Uh, it's not involved with stochastic in any way. It's just uh, an additional uh, resource that we use from time to time. Very useful tool. Yeah, he has Eichel and Stone going out against the Tavares-Robertson-Nylander line with the Misfits line, um, that Carlson-Smith-Marshall line going out against Matthews. Um, that kind of makes sense to me because they haven't been using Eichel versus Top Comp a lot so far this season. Maybe they don't want to do it at all, even though um, – Mark Stone's there. So um, if you're going out against that Toronto second line, Toronto two hasn't been very good as not, they've been fine defensively, but below average, like around 2.7 expected goals against per 60 minutes, I think. And that's something that persisted last year as well. Like there, that Toronto second line is a very good offensive line, but they're also not that great defensively. And if you're going to put out Eichel and Stone, who have a good small sample together, because they did play a little bit together last season, uh, three expected goals generated per 60 minutes, you're going to put them out against that Toronto second line. I think it's a good matchup for that Vegas uh, top line. Stone, Eichel, Stevenson, I agree with you. Uh, they're my favorite line uh, between the two of them. Uh, Marshall, Smith, and Carlson are going to get a lot of the Matthews matchup. Um, that's a tough matchup for, for Vegas to – um, they're coming in with, you know, reasonable ownership, like j just a little bit less than the Vegas top line. So 
Um, it's Vegas one for me that I like the most on their side. The Vegas third line had been playable at times this year. Um, I don't think it is anymore <laughs> with the way that they've done their lines. I actually think the Vegas fourth line might be more viable than the third line at this point. Uh, wow. The Toronto top line is what's most interesting to me here. Uh, so far in the season, uh, Matthews, Marner, Bunting, shooting under 9% together at 5-on-5. Five five. Over the previous three seasons with Matthews and Marner on the ice, the Leafs shot over 12%. So, you know, that shooting percentage is definitely going to come around at some point. And then you look at Matthews specifically, him shooting under 4% to start the season. That's through six games. I actually looked at his season last year. He shot 4% through the first six games of last year as well. And then scored 17 goals in the next 20 games. Like, um, it's just a matter of when does this Toronto top line really break out? It's definitely not it because that's the Toronto top line still generating 3.8 expected goals per 60 minutes this year. Like they're generating a lot offensively. So when does they, when do the goals start going in? Um, is it tonight? Is it the next game? Is it the game after? Like, no, we don't really know, but we know they are. And we know that that positive regression is going to come. So, um, they are going to be highly owned over on DraftKings. We're expecting uh, up around 20%. Over on FanDuel, where they are more expensive, I think they might be uh, a very good, not contrarian line, because they're still coming in with 7 to 8% ownership. Uh, but I'll bring it up uh, real quick. Uh, our FanDuel ownership, by far the best leverage is that Toronto 1, followed by the Edmonton 2 line, because they are both very, very expensive. Uh, it is a reasonably tough matchup going into Vegas. Logan Thompson has been playing very well, and Vegas hasn't been taking a lot of penalties uh, so far to start this season. But it's th th that Toronto line is one of those lines where I think I'm, I'm going to start playing them and just try to catch them before they start catching fire. You know what I mean? Um, if they have a huge game tonight, um, you're going to see a lot more ownership on them moving forward. So. I think Toronto one makes a nice pivot away uh, from, you know, if you don't want to play uh, 20, whatever percent uh, Edmonton, wherever Edmonton ends up or, you know, a Pittsburgh power play stack or something like that. If you want to pay something similar, um, I think you're perfectly fine going in Toronto one. So I like the two top lines in this game the most. Um, I don't hate the Toronto second line here. Um but honestly, they're coming in with a bit more ownership than I would like on a slate this small. And I, I think it's just a, a, a case where I'd want to get in on the Toronto top line when their shooting percentages are in and it might keep their ownership in check. So Toronto one, Vegas one for me. Yeah, if Toronto doesn't break out tonight, man, heads may roll because they don't play again until Thursday in San Jose. So. It's <laughs> could get a little spicy up in Toronto, but I, I do like that Vegas top line. Do like the Leafs. Like <laughs> we nag on the Leafs because the Leafs fans are cupcakes and it's hilarious, but like they're going to break out eventually and they're going to just put up like a nine spot on a team. And it's just going to be an absolute disaster if you don't have them. Um, both top lines for me, you want to go to Toronto too. I think that's fine as well. Moving to the blue lines. I, <sighs> Uh, nothing like super exciting. Probably Morgan Riley if I'm correlating Petrangelo if I'm correlating. Otherwise, there's not much there that I, I really like. Yeah, I mean, Jay Theodore, 4,500. He's a better defenseman than 4,500 on DraftKings. He just hasn't really been playing like it. Like, I don't hate him uh, over on DK uh, just because um, he does have um, – like a very low price here tonight. So, and you know, even, even over on FanDuel 5,700 isn't bad with low ownership. So I don't mind Theodore here. He's certainly not a must play. Like there's no defenseman in this game where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely playing him. Um, I think the only one I might really consider uh, is Rasmus Sandin Stoneman for Toronto. He's been playing a lot more minutes over his last couple of games. He's been taking minutes away from Mark Giordano pretty much. So, uh, Rasmus Sandin, I think, is one of my favorite Stoneman punts on the night. But other than him, nah. Okay. Our show is sponsored by BetMGM. And don't forget to get your free $200 tonight. It is your last opportunity for the NHL promos to so sign up using the link in the description. Get that free money. Coming up right after us is the No House Advantage Monday Night Football Show with Aitan and Jeff. 
So check them out coming up at the top of the hour. We have a few minutes left. Let's get to the last game. We have Carolina with a 3.5 total who have been in Canada since 1997. They're going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.0 total. I saw Niels Hoglander got sent down. I don't know if that's a paper transaction or what. So like these lines are a mess. I'm not sure really what's going on here. Like the top line right now is uh, Mikheyev, Horvat, Miller. Second line, Pedersen and Pod Colson with somebody. I don't know. Probably Hoglander. Probably Hoglander. It's probably just a paper transaction, which means the third line is Andre Kuzmenko, Niels Amon, and Connor Garland. Don't know what they're doing there. Status quo for the uh, leave or for the Hurricanes top six looks like Martinuk and Stasny have flip flops of Stasny down to the fourth line. Like Vancouver's just been awful defensively. Carolina has a 3.5 total. They've been on a massively long West Coast road trip here. It's coming to an end, but I think, you know, I do have interest in Carolina tonight. It's just hard to like anything on the Canuck side unless we get definitive lines. Like I wish it was Hoglander, Paris, and Kuzmenko. Paz Colson on that second line does nothing for me. So I think this is a Hurricanes game for me. Yeah, I agree. And one reason for that is Horvat and Miller are probably the line that's going to go out against the Carolina Sebastian Ajo top line. Horvat and Miller just have not played well together in their time together in Vancouver. 1.7 expected goals, 4 for 60 is terrible in 140 minutes together. That's not a tiny sample. 3.3 expected goals against. Like, it's nearly like their expected goal share is roughly 33%, which is absolutely pathetic. And actual goals, 2.1 per 60 minutes, very bad. 3.8 against per 60 minutes, also very bad. Um, the goaltending has been bad uh, for Vancouver as well. Um, this is a case where I, I, I do like the Carolina top line. Um, coming in with a little bit of negative leverage, um, but that's not a big concern uh, for me. Um, I really do like Carolina one here. Uh, Jarvis has looked fine. The prices have come down on them a lot, um, especially over on DK where they're down under uh, 15,000 as a trio. You know, you can actually fit them in with some sort of Edmonton stack or some sort of Washington power play stack. Like you can fit in the Carolina top line with a lot of stacks and it's a really good matchup for them. Um, I do, I do like that Carolina top line here tonight. Carolina two, not as much. Um, they are coming in with roughly the same ownership um, as Carolina one, um, at least over on DraftKings. They're coming in with a lot more ownership uh, over on FanDuel, uh, but they've been really good together. Three expected goals generated per sixty minutes, five actual goals. Carolina two is perfectly fine, but I think Carolina one is the line for me in this game. Like nothing from the Vancouver side. They're missing Besser. Quinn Hughes is still out. They're missing two other defensemen. The goaltending's been a mess. Um, you know, Carolina has one of the best penalty kills in the league, if not the best, going back a few years now. Um, so I, I think unless I'm playing 150 lineups or something like that tonight, if I'm one or three maxing, um, this is not the spot where I go and find my leverage. So I, yeah, I'm pretty much out on Vancouver here. Moving to the blue line. Not a shock to say the team with one of the worst penalty kills in the league. You go with the power play quarterback. The other team, Brent Burns, 5,200, definitely in play. Nothing earth-shattering using the power play quarterback against the Canucks. Brett Pesci also fine at 3,300 on the Canucks side. I think there really isn't anything. Like Tyler Myers, when he was 2,600, was fine at 3K. Like, yeah, sweet. He's going to play 26 minutes, but congratulations on your 2.8 fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, like Myers would be like the guy if you want to get shot blocks, but honestly, there's nothing on the Vancouver side. On the Carolina side, I like I'm with you. I do like birds uh, here tonight uh, against this Vancouver penalty kill. I, I think Brett Pesci's got a reasonable price on both sites as well. So if you want to pay less for Carolina defenseman, that's where I go. Yep. In net, uh, my favorite goalies, I'll just mention real quick before we do our hat trip. If, if it's Freddie Anderson, I do really like him. I think if I'm going to, you know, Helly Buck at 7,500 is perfectly fine. Mackenzie Blackwood also okay. If I'm going to take a flyer on a punt, I think it's going to be Charlie Lindgren, as disgusting as that sounds. Yeah, to the two goalies I like the most um, probably are Jack Campbell 
uh, and Connor Hellebuck here tonight. Uh, Hellebuck on either side, Campbell more so over on FanDuel. Um, yeah, if you want a cheaper punty type goalie, I think uh, Lindgren's the guy for Washington. I'm going to go a little bit chalky for my hat trick pick, but he's going to start scoring eventually. And it's not Austin Matthews. It is Jack Hughes. Oh, I like it. Um, let's hope New Jersey gets there tonight. I'm going Brady Kachuk for the Ottawa Senators. Beautiful. So for producer, analyst Sim Cliffy, I'm your host, Josh Harris. We will see you tomorrow. We are busy this week. Shows every day except for Wednesday. So we'll see you in Discord and good luck, everybody. Good luck tonight. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.